So here we go. You ready? Yes, I am. All right. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Stay for the Stories podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Elijah. Joining me today is a former news anchor turned runner, recent Boston Marathon finisher, Carlette Keys. Hey, how you doing? Very good. And you actually, the, the Boston finisher is way cooler than the news. News the news anchor. i don't know yeah. i find that really interesting <laughs> now that you said it he's on a way hey <laughs> you save you save the best piece of information for last right <laughs> you didn't um, expect that did you <laughs> yeah see it, it's turn of events in a pleasant way um congratulations yeah. by the way for finishing boston that's amazing such a great accomplishment congratulations thank you Oh, congratulations you... to you oh, yeah, thank and it you. was your first marathon which is yeah. like, i can't believe it yeah it's first like... first marathon first of many for sure yeah. Um, but this is not your first marathon, right? No, it wasn't. It was my fourth. Your fourth. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but first time running Boston. First time running Boston. And I worked hard for it. Like I had That's to qualify. Amazing. I had to find out another little known marathon for me to qualify for Boston. Mm. So it's, this has been like the holy grail of, wow. you know, like my, my ultimate goal mm-hmm. and I achieve it. Not That's... the way I wanted to, but, mm. but I did it. Yes. That's awesome though. Yeah. I mean, you finished, you did it. Congratulations again. Um, Thank you. I mean, you had a goal in mind and and you ended up running Boston. You made it to Boston. That's really the hardest part. And then yeah. you finished. So yeah, congratulations. What are the handful of marathons you ran historically and prior to Boston? It was Madrid first, then uh, New York and uh, Salisbury in Maryland and um, Boston. And now I'm nice. going to do New York again. Wow. So, so you're already training or still training for New York. Yes. What, how, do you know how long is going to, how long from now until New York? A couple of weeks, oh, right? Oh yeah. It's like probably 22 days. Wow. Yeah. In 22 days, I have to run again. Are you following a training program? Uh, yes. I have a coach who's okay. been guiding me the whole time because I have a particular situation. I have two broken meniscus. Wow. And yes. So I, I run with, I mean, the right knee is fine. The left is been giving me trouble. So I really needed somebody to be with me uh, during my training process, because part of this is, um, you know, the meniscus can, can be cured. There's no, right. there's no solution to it. Um, you can do surgery, but still they're going to extract it. It doesn't solve any problem really. Um, wow. So what the only thing you need to do is a lot of PT, a lot of strength training. And that's why I needed, needed to find, you know, somebody, uh, you know, an expert on the, on the mm-hmm. matter <laughs> to wow. help me survive a marathon like Boston, actually. So and New York, New York is really tough, too. Yeah, that's insane. So you still so with two basically bad knees, you still yes. ran Boston, yes. the Boston Marathon. Yes. How long have you been injured or how long have you had? this issue or just yeah with your legs with your knees um the right knee was um right after new york uh last year yeah last year because my training was no in two in 2019 yeah so my training was a little reckless it was um you know Mm. i I didn't know better i just thought it was you know running is just about just running and Mm -hmm. that's it you just run but there's a lot more involved to it especially after a certain age you need to Mm -hmm. take in consideration your joints and you know your muscles and Mm -hmm. i didn't do much strength training and that's why even though i was fast and i had all the you know the wheel and you know the all the energy in the world for me to finish a fast marathon um still i didn't have like the right muscles to do it and Mm. that's why i got 
injured really fast. And that was my right meniscus. Um, but after PT and strength training was good. Then during a ski accident, wow. um, March, in March 2020, no, no, March this year, actually. This year? Um, yes. Uh, I had a ski accident and I broke my other meniscus in my left knee. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and then I had to run um, a marathon uh, a month later with that bad knee, which I did. And so, yeah, it's, it's very, <laughs> yeah, it, completely, that... it took very bad decisions along the way. And right now my training process is just trying to kind of fix everything that I've done bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how I go along. And yes, but I mean, it's been painful, especially the left. It's been giving me a mm. lot more trouble than the right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, you can do, you can run, um, you know, with two bad knees, um, yeah. if you are tolerant to pain. And of course I had to infiltrate my knees, um, a couple of times, especially, uh, the left one for mm-hmm. just kind of tolerate the pain even better. So mm-hmm. that's, that's why I was able to finish Boston. Wow. Yeah. So I'm one, I'm impressed that you finished Boston pretty much with two bad knees Even more impressed too, that when your left knee got injured a month later, you ran a marathon still. That is really impressive. So that's how much I love running. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you must, yeah, you must love running. (laughs) You must love running if you're willing to put your body on the line, quite literally. Um, Wow. So what, so what marathon was earlier this year that you ran after you injured your left knee? Uh, Salisbury, Maryland. Okay. It was a Boston qualifier. Oh, so you ran that one to qualify for Boston this year? Yes. Wow. Yes. So there was no injured knee that would mm. stop me from that. So there you go. <laughs> I had Man, an ultimate that, goal. <laughs> that's a short time frame too. Usually, I guess people, runners, try to qualify for the year in the, the year prior, right? That's yeah, a really yeah. short time frame. Yeah. Congratulations on qualifying and then making the Boston. Thank you. I was surprised because I thought by running Salisbury that race will qualify for the next, uh, next Boston, year. not this year. And I was surprised mm. that when they actually released the registration process, they said, no, I mean, you can qualify for this one. I'm like, mm. okay. I was supposed huh. to be running Chicago actually this year and I wow. defer it so I could mm. do Boston. That's how much you wanted to run Boston. That was yeah. a goal set to run Boston. Wow. Um, so, okay. So walk me through how you were able to run both marathons, even with bad knees like did you do you wear a knee brace what was your pain threshold your pain tolerance like walk me through the pt process and how you're able to really perform come race day yeah no i mean that's basically a slave to to a training program that Mm -hmm. every two days i have to do strength training or you know work on my glutes work on my um uh, my quads you know Mm -hmm. so uh, i can build stronger muscles uh, so the impact to the meniscus or to the mm. knee is, is less severe. Um, and it, it's been proven that, you know, it actually works because I, I have the, you know, the experience from my right knee, mm-hmm. my right knee. And because that's what happens in 19, in 2019, it worked out. I mean, and right now, up until this day, I don't feel the left, uh, the right knee. Wow. So sorry, my confusion because I have too many uh, knees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have injured everyone. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the right one is the one that I'm not feeling still broken mm-hmm. because every, you know, every six or, you know, once a year or something, I go back and do an MRI to make sure that mm. the fracture is not, 
you know, worse than it is. And yeah. um, so the right knee stable. The left one though is the one giving me trouble. So, mm. but but still, I mean, uh, running with pain. I mean, we were talking about this before. It's just like you have to build. That's what the doctor said. I mean, if you really want to continue uh, running, I mean, the only way to do it for you is just kind of live with pain. That's mm-hmm. that. You have to mm-hmm. learn how to live with it and tolerate it. And that's yeah. what I'm doing. So I'm not saying this is the right way to approach. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there are people that prefer not to go through that. And they say, you know, running is bad for your knees. They assume it and they stop running altogether mm-hmm. and they start biking or whatever. Uh, not my case. Um, but that's my particularly, you know, my particular point of view. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen different doctors and, and it's funny. I mean, it depends on the doctor that you're seeing. I mean, I had a one doctor that he says, you know what, it's going to happen regardless because you are wage and you know, your joints are not from a 20 something. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to suffer. So if you don't want the, the meniscus or the knees to bother you while running, so don't run. Mm-hmm. So I never saw that doctor again. I found myself another one. Yeah. And a sport medicine doctor who would tell me, okay, don't worry. You're going to be running Boston in no time. Mm-hmm. So that's the doctor I stayed with. Yeah. <laughs> There's a problem there. The, I know we're masking the problem a little bit, but mm-hmm. eventually I need to, to stop and, you know, try to have a different approach on how to take care of my knees so I can continue running in the mm-hmm. future. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we briefly talked about it in like my history as a competitive athlete, mostly playing football and that's a high impact sport. So um, I'm used to either pushing through pain, pushing through injuries, if not at the bare minimum, just pushing through soreness, um, like full body being sore uh, because football really is that high impact sport. So I can't remember the last time I really had like fresh legs or a fresh body. And like when I woke up, I can't remember the last time I woke up and I wasn't sore. Um, Even with me running every day, like I push through some form of soreness, whether my my legs, my body, whatever, mostly my legs, because it's running, running related. Um, But yeah, even like injury wise, very fortunate that I haven't had like two um, too many serious injuries. Um, well, like when I was playing football, um, I sprained my Achilles. That was mm-hmm. one, one really like serious injury, um, early on when I was like in, in high school. Um, and then another, another case playing football again, I fractured my right wrist, um, and was out for like the rest of the season. So that's really it. But like yeah. my knees, I feel like a lot of football players eventually end up having some form of knee problems or leg problems. Um, and that's something that like, I'm always aware of and top of mind of even now more so as I'm running. Um, but yeah, pushing through pain, even soreness is something that I'm all too familiar with. So I can definitely relate. And I feel like that's probably really relatable to a lot of athletes and a lot of competitors, um, even mentally and physically pushing through the pain. Um, did it, anything flare up? Did you have any issues running Boston or were you like pretty strong and consistent throughout? No, I wasn't pretty strong and consistent throughout. I was, <laughs> I was, I was in pain. Um, mm. But like I said, I had a cortisol shot before, so the pain okay. wasn't as severe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want people who are listening to this to, to, take, uh, to take this 
and think that you know okay for you to be a runner you have to suffer you have to oh, yeah you no. know live with pain that's not true that that's right. my particular case yeah and that was my particular experience um i mean i'm not a big girl i'm i'm small i'm five four i'm tiny you know so probably I'm a little more fragile than average when it comes mm -hmm. to joints or whatever i don't know i don't know how to explain it everybody's yeah. different yep. uh in my case i needed a lot of strength training for me to continue running especially at the pace i wanted to run because there mm -hmm. are people who can run or jog you know and that's mm -hmm. my pace um you know my 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 natural do way to do it is just to run fast mm -hmm. that's that's my instinct and uh, mm -hmm. i'm a fast pacer so my times are um, eight minutes per mile, or if I can go lower than that, that's just my normal pace and then rhythm and, and cadence. Yeah. And, and, pace, and, yeah. and I can usually, I do my fast pace at six thirties, you know, it's just like, nice. um, that's the way I run. And by mm -hmm. going so fast, of course I got injured really fast too. Mm. And especially what I didn't do any strength training or the proper recovery time or the proper stretching and I had to learn this the hard way and mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. late in my running. So right now I'm doing everything by the book just to minimize the pain that I'm already caused. Yeah. You know, it's, it's already there. There's nothing yeah. to do about it. There's nothing else to do about it. I just need just to minimize uh, the impact on the knees and, mm -hmm. you know, avoid pain. Mm -hmm. So walk me through your Boston experience. What was your goal time? What was your goal race pace and then how did things progress during the race and were you able to hit your goal or or just walk no. me through your your no. experience <laughs> i was very naive going to boston because when i saw the course i had these little hills and then this uh big hill i'm Bigger like oh hills, this right? is yeah this is the the big hill everybody's talking about mm -hmm. and you know i'm from madrid and madrid has huge hills i mean they're mm -hmm. terrible but this was completely different from madrid and mm -hmm. in a way that Yes, these are little hills, but every little hills is, is a monster hill because it goes down and then go up. And at mm -hmm. least in Madrid, you had the you know the opportunity to kind of recover your legs in a flat, you mm -hmm. know, and then go down or go up. Yeah. You had time to recover. These little hills won't let you recover mm -hmm. at all. Nope. So There's by the no... time you got to, you know, heartbreak hill, yeah, you were done. I mean, mm -hmm. in my case, that's why there are people that can continue mm -hmm. running and they have already a game in place. Mm -hmm. And I met somebody, another runner who told me he's been, this was his 10th marathon. He's like, I have this oh, game wow. that I know it won't make sense to you, but it has been, you know, it worked for me uh, in, in every race, every time I did Boston. And it was just to start out really, really fast, really fast, mm -hmm. because you're going to, you know, get crushed by, by the time you hit Harbor Hill. Yeah, yeah. And then you just, they, the rest of the time is just survival time, but you already have this really good time at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah, going to yeah. compensate. But I saw other runners, what they do was just kind of go down really fast and mm -hmm. then walk it up, mm -hmm. go down really fast and then walk it up. Mm -hmm. And that way they didn't destroy their quads. Mm -hmm. So by the time I, you know, just a whole science <laughs> behind this Boston uh, Marathon that I didn't know. So, yeah, I mean, there are so many different <laughs> strategies, right? Like it's yeah. unique to everybody. Every racer, every runner is whatever your game plan is or whatever your like, whatever your like, yeah, strategy is, it's different per athlete. Um, yeah. Like my, mine was to pace evenly in, from the beginning yeah. and then try to have my, my, like the kick towards the second half of the marathon, but yeah. that you put it perfectly and probably a lot better than I have 
like been able to describe it is like the rolling hills are rolling from the beginning there is no flat like there was never a flat like like um I don't know like mile there was never a flat time during Boston especially in the beginning so like you mentioned like um Madrid right so like you have time to recover you're in a flat a flat area before you have to go up and down the hill again Boston was not that it was just rolling hills consistently from the very beginning even no matter how small they were they took a toll on their legs on the quads on your muscles and that's something that that came and snuck up on me midway through the race um and we briefly described this too is I'm sure you you experienced the same thing like the second half of the race was a lot more difficult than the first half um and that's something that a lot of marathoners Boston marathoners experienced was a very tough second half due to the strain from the beginning from the first half definitely well that was the mindset i had before because this was a strategy that worked for me during the salisbury marathon it was like during the the first 16 miles Mm -hmm. i was consistent on my pace at eight eight six eight you know 15 or something like that and then Uh at mile 16 i just picked it up until you know 7 30 7 45 till the end it was perfect. That's, that's a good time too. And it was awesome. It was mm-hmm. great. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the same in Boston. I just didn't, <laughs> didn't realize that these little hills, the hills yeah. <laughs> will take a huge toll on your quads. Yeah, like the, yeah. Yeah, the, the little hills had a big impact. Like yeah. that's the best way I could say it. So what was your goal pace for Boston? 80, 805, 810? Yeah, I started, like, if you see it on my my splits, it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, around that, you know, 820, 814. I started slow, thinking that probably, you know, I will have, you know, a little bit of energy left by the time I'm on mile 20. And mm-hmm. that didn't happen that way. I actually had to stop a couple of times to stretch mm-hmm. because that's how bad my hamstrings and my, my, my quads were. So yeah. it was, yeah. Bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I had to stop, uh, not to stretch. I had to stop to walk. Like I walked a little bit towards the tail end of the race, um, but it was kind of that strategy. Like I would walk a little bit uphill and mm-hmm. then have like some form of burst and energy to run a little fast downhill to compensate for that time. Yeah. Um, and but like going down is actually really bad. I mean, yeah. that cannot make hurt your knees a lot. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. an expert on knees right now, so <laughs> I can tell you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's those are even worse than going up is mm-hmm. going down, especially yeah. if you go down really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I had to change my form. Like, I don't know what proper form you should have running downhill, but I know based off of feel like I, I drop my hands I try to like get lower lower to the to the ground drop my center of gravity that way it wasn't that hard on my legs that hard on my knees um but at, at the end of the day like the second half of the marathon no matter what I was feeling tightness I was I was already cramping up from you know the halfway point so like it was that pain tolerance. Like it wasn't anything severe. It was just fatigue and I was tired. So like, I knew I was strong enough to run downhill or run fast downhill. I had to change my cadence a little bit, my form. Um, but it wasn't like I was, yeah, really hurting. I was just more so tired. Um, so what, what did you finish Boston? What was your finish time in comparison to your 345? And I was hoping for 330 or something. Mm. So clueless. That's still, yeah, that's not bad though. That's still not bad. So like, cause I look back, yeah, I look back, I finished at about a little over an eight minute pace. And my yeah. goal was, you know, just running under seven minutes, like 650, 655. So in comparison, like seven minute, a seven minute average versus an eight minute average, like I'll take it for my first marathon. I, I'm not, you know, I'm 
a little proud like yeah i'll take it that's a good of course a good i mean time. like i saw in that picture you were like all serious i'm like i mean i will be smiling my ass off See, I'm, I'm smiling now yeah now i'm smiling now <laughs> like i said i don't think i mentioned this before but i don't think it really still hasn't hit me yet that like i finished boston or that we finished boston it was i mean because i'm still fairly new to the experience so like running my first marathon in boston like that's a lot of a lot of first things happening for me right a lot of a new experiences happening in a single weekend um yeah. so like the boston understanding that it's a major marathon like it didn't hit me until it still hasn't really like to register how how big it is and maybe like how proud i should be if that's yeah. the right way to say it um yeah so like yeah like i said that that last mile so some background i ran eight miles before the sunday before boston like i run eight miles every day um yeah. i try to take it a little bit slow but my what i wanted to do was run the last four miles of the marathon so for boston i, I ran the last four miles out and four miles back so i finished i knew i knew the last four how to finish so that like the my finish picture i was like in the zone once i hit mm -hmm. that last mile and you see like the stripes on the on the street to yeah. follow for that last mile i was like in in serious mode trying to push it so i, I actually finished um at marathon pace even if i didn't finish the whole the whole the whole, the whole yeah, marathon yeah. at marathon pace i finished at like 6:45 or something like that that last mile i really kicked yeah. it and i just wanted to finish and I, I i even i knew what the course was or what that last 4 miles would feel like and look like so towards the tail end i try to pick myself up and give like as much effort as i could and finish strong like that was my whole mindset the last 4 miles was to finish finish strong and just let it all out on the course so that when i finished when i crossed that finish line i was just very in the zone and like yeah. concentrating and trying to pick up my legs and like no pain finish strong and i finished at like my marathon goal pace um finishing the marathon so yeah that's that's the background <laughs> behind that picture why i'm not smiling and why, why i'm smiling now <laughs> um but yeah again congratulations like that's amazing i think yeah we all have shared shared experiences um from how tough boston is yeah um and like you said, this is your first time running Boston and mine as well. And it was one of your goals. And yeah, I think that's a great accomplishment. Um, so backtracking a little bit, mm -hmm. former news anchor, which I think is interesting. I, you, you compare it to saying that you're a Boston marathon finisher. Yeah. So how, how did you get into running? Did you transit? Like, what was your path from being a news anchor and uh, your professional capacity and then to an athlete, to being a runner, yeah. to running marathons? Walk me through that story and how you how you got into running well i was um, a news anchor um you know for many years here in new york city okay uh, before i had a family and i always reported on you know the marathon and i had actually co-workers um, doing the marathon and stuff but i always knew because of them that um it required a lot of training so mm -hmm. i always liked to run like i always did my occasional run around the the park I mm -hmm. was lived in the upper west um so but i never took it seriously like competitive mm -hmm. racing and you know on having a proper training for running uh because i always thought it was like unachievable for me like i was completely busy you know working media here in new york city like i had mm -hmm. no time to do anything else um so but it always was in the back of my head i always wanted to do it it's like 
how would it be to be in a marathon? I mean, mm -hmm. they closed down all the city and everybody was out, they interrupted the traffic, everything. It was a whole mess every year, year after mm -hmm. year. So I, I got curious about it, but I never really act on it. So mm -hmm. family came, we moved uh, to Madrid. I, that's when I decided to you know, quit my job and I didn't go back to TV. I just wanted to dedicate my life to my kids. Mm -hmm. um, but then years passed and then the kids grew older and I felt like I needed to do something else. I, you know, I started other ventures that had nothing to do with TV uh, back in Spain. And I was feeling in a moment that I, I, I kind of lost my identity because I, I kind of felt I was in control back when, you know, I was uh, single or was mm -hmm. dating my husband or, you know, it's just like, and now I'm like this mom, uh, you know, taking care of kids, taking care of the husband. It's just like, I completely mm -hmm. lost myself in the picture. Um, and then, um, well, I told you the story before, but I was, we were watching a documentary in Madrid about the New York City Marathon and my son back then he was four years old. Um, he was asking me about it, but this, he saw this sea of people running in this mm -hmm. street and I was explaining to him, oh, every year in New York, they celebrate the New York City Marathon, where people run and say, like, oh, mommy, but you like to run, why don't you do it? I'm like, oh, that requires a lot of training, a lot of time. I was like, but you have the time now. I'm like, you know what? You're right. I have the mm -hmm. time to do it. And that's how it started. Uh, it was January 2019 and I started train, training right away. And yeah, the only thing I needed to do is just to find a, an entry and mm -hmm. I got it through Team for Kids. And that's the story. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Smart kid. Yeah, that's a super smart kid. You have time. Go ahead, train. Yeah, um, exactly. No excuses anymore. So. Yeah. Wow. And so, so that's interesting as well is you're fairly new to running yourself. You said mm -hmm. the beginning of 2019. Yeah, but for that I had to go through Madrid. Of course, I was living in Madrid, and mm -hmm. of course I needed to make sure that before I and you know, I I, I endeavor to this uh, this project, which is New York City Marathon. I wanted to have the previous you know marathon exper experience, mm -hmm. and that's what happened in Madrid. So yeah, which is a really tough course. Oh, uh, Madrid. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, wow, that's. So, okay, um, growing up or like history as an athlete, did you play any other sports? Were you, did you do track or cross country yes, or? I did okay. track and field went back in Venezuela when I was a kid in, okay. in school. So, but it was something that I never really continued. So, yeah. How, how, how long were you in track and field? Or in Oh, since I was a little kid, probably until, okay. you know, until high school or something. Yeah. Mm. You see, so like, that's pretty important though, because you have a foundation Basically, no, I as always a, as a loved runner. running. Yes, yeah. I always liked running. That was kind of my thing. Wow. But, I, you know, life happens and you kind of uh -huh. like forget about it. And then it's funny that after all these years and, you know, these career changes and stuff, I mean, mm -hmm. you, you decide that you go back to your basics, you go back yeah. to your roots and mm -hmm. pick up where you left off. <laughs> like It's like riding a bike. Yeah, you go, yeah. you fall right back in love with the sport. That's cool. Yeah. Like I mentioned, I used to play football. So I was a American football. I played in college. Um, and that's my history as an athlete uh, playing, you know, American football, not running. Like the last thing I ever thought I would be doing is what I'm doing now and can call myself a runner, much less a marathoner. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So like that, that is great though, because you have somewhat of an idea of how you handle uh like running in general right like you understand the track and field growing up your whole life pretty much playing like doing that 
as a sport. Um, and that's good that you fell right back in love with it. Um, that's awesome. So for, for Boston, did you train on Hills? Like the central park, you mentioned that you were running central park. Um, did you tr- do like specific Boston marathon training or was it all kind of training for New York simultaneously, um, for marathon season? Well, basically my training in Boston, I did, uh, in Spain and Portugal because uh, oh, every wow. summer we go, go, we go home and okay. we spend like uh, three months at a time, mm-hmm. um, in summer during the, you know, while the schools is out. So, mm-hmm. um, so I was training in Portugal and yes, in Madrid, uh, like I told you, it has tough heels. So mm-hmm. yeah, I had some training there too. And as soon as I came back um, to New York, yes, that's when I started to do a lot of, especially the lower loop. Mm-hmm. um of central park is is very it's a tough one to do you know in several mm-hmm. <laughs> several times yeah, yeah. At really high speed so yeah wow okay yeah so like i never i don't think i i didn't properly train for boston no no you didn't training have a, method yeah. i honestly never really ran hills either um i was yeah yeah so how kinda, did it feel then <laughs> to run uh, hills finally well, I mean, no, like, so yeah, I mean, I mentioned this before, like I wasn't in pain. Like I wasn't, I wasn't really hurting. My legs just were tired. So mm-hmm. it's the combination or like the feeling that your mind is telling your body what to do, but your body is not is unresponsive to what mm-hmm. your mind is telling it to do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like even I mentioned this in my last episode that like I had casual conversations with other runners on the course with my family on the phone, like just as we're having right now, like I was totally mm-hmm at ease and fine i wasn't breathing heavy i wasn't in pain no no nothing about it was in like being like hurt or any pain it was just that my legs refused to move like my legs were just really tight and i was cramping my quads specifically were cramping so that part of running hills um is what got the best of me so like running hills honestly seemed felt fine but it was uphill and like the struggle to pick up my legs and my Mm -hmm. quads were tight so I didn't have my proper form that I usually have and my cadence to run those hills pretty much the the second half of the marathon the first half was fine first half I felt great and then it hit me all at once um but running hills honestly wasn't that bad I say that mentally like you know my body was fine but my legs if they could talk then they'd tell you like no hills were not fun (laughs) um yeah so yeah even out here in new york like i live in in hoboken so i run along the water most days and it's super flat on the pier so yeah i never really run or train on hills i was really pretty tight uh hill uh, to what jersey city no oh yeah in, in jersey city yeah yeah yeah, they're like some main roads out here in Jersey City. I'm just north of Jersey City, so I don't really like touch those. <laughs> but hills are I've, I've never really been enthusiastic about hills. Like I'd, yeah. I'd prefer if you if we talk about workouts, like I don't really prefer hill workouts. I'd much prefer like tempo training, progression runs and, and track workout. Like I love yeah. speed work. I don't really like uh muscle building if that makes sense or like running yeah. on hills i'm mm-hmm. i think very much like you like i like to run fast um yeah. and yeah even shorter distances like i previously mentioned my next goal is to see what i could do if i properly prepare and give it my all for a half marathon versus a full mm-hmm. like next up i want to do a half and i think i mean i've ran a handful of halves before uh, before like or the past few years um and I think that is, that might be like my comfort zone, at least for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
have you ran any half marathons or, or shorter distances like 5Ks recently? Yeah, yeah. especially um, with all the programs that we have with the New York Road Runners. I mean, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the last one, but I've been a bunch of virtual ones. And also, I think I did the Brooklyn. Don't remember when, what, which one was the last one we did uh, that was official. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I did a 10 miler for Bron- that was the last race I can re- recall right now. That was okay. a 10 miler uh, that we did for the Bronx. Did you do that one? No. No, 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 I didn't. Oh, uh, that was a fun one. That's yeah. my first, this is my first race of the year of this year. This is my only oh. race of the year. Yeah, oh. Boston. Um, so do you prefer marathons or shorter distances like a 10 miler or uh, I prefer marathons? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you see, yeah. so you like the yeah, speed because- work. Yeah, yeah, because you tell me, you know, like, oh, let's go for a run. Oh, let's do like a 13 mile. It's like, oh, I can do that. You know, okay. it's like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> a marathon sounds like more effort, you know, it kind of uh, like a challenge. You like so, the challenge. Yeah. You see, so you're probably like the fact I've done a lot of endurance challenges. I'm not sure if you knew this, but like I did a 400 mile challenge. I had 30 days to run 400 miles last year. And then I had three months to run a thousand miles this year. So I do endurance challenges like that, pushing my body to run like high mileage in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I do stuff like that. So like unconventional type running is I think another another strong suit of mine outside of conventional running like a marathon. So I was eager to put my, myself to the test for Boston um, and try that out. But that's, that's funny. So like you like speed and yeah. the challenge of a marathon. Um, so you, uh, you do you run with your kids? Like, do you, are your kids just as enthusiastic and loving the sport or no? Oh, uh, no, not as much as I used to when I was a kid. Uh, I, I think my, my second kid, Max, the, mm-hmm. uh, the younger one, uh, he's more into being athletic and all, uh, Okay. yeah, uh, area, not so much, but I have them both on track every Thursday. Okay. So uh, to see if they, I can get them excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course I take him to every race I do so they can see me, you know, going, <laughs> you know, through the process. I yeah. want him to take this as a life, uh, l- you know, learning, uh, experience. Like a know, life because- lesson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because um, I mean, like, this sounds like a cliche, but a marathon is like life. It's like, it's not going to mm-hmm. be easy. I mean, it's going to take you time to get there and you have to work hard for it and you have to. So it's a good analogy for them to learn. Mm-hmm. And especially when they're growing up and they're trying to learn a lot of things, like, for example, like writing or, 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 or reading or math and, you know, get frustrated when they can learn something right mm-hmm. away or they don't get it the right, the right way that, that you know the first time mm-hmm. so it's like don't get frustrated i mean the, the only thing you can do is just try hard try better next time then never quit never quit that's mm-hmm. my things like yeah there's yeah. two things i can hear from my kids it's like i quit and the other one is i can't mm. i hate when they say i can't do this it's like of course yep. you can because your mother she <laughs> ran a marathon I mean, yeah she's yeah <laughs> no you're the, you're the perfect example for sure um yeah like what's that expression life isn't a sprint it's a marathon i think that's uh yeah that's very true i'd argue that it's a full sprint for a full marathon like i'd run want to run my fastest for however long that i can um (laughs) yes i mean running running has so many life lessons this is one thing that i I, i've already said is that like i've learned i learned so much in the three and a half hours running boston marathon than i have in the past three years of running um, like I was tested, I was challenged. I learned a lot about myself. 
mindset, my body, like what, what I could be doing differently in training, nutrition, like I learned a lot just in from one mm. race, one marathon than I have running for the past few years. Yeah. Um, and you can translate that into life in general, like, um, yeah, like I definitely had moments of doubts, whether I, I not that I couldn't finish but if I even wanted to and it wasn't about like quitting it was just like I'm not going to hit my goal so why even try that was kind of the mentality like Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not I'm not going to hit three hours you know I'm definitely way off of that like what's the point that's what Mm -hmm. was going through my head and it's very interesting for me because I don't do I don't I don't have a lot of self-doubt I don't really have the quit mentality. And so to have the, the, those thoughts like sneak into my mind during Mm -hmm. marathon was very interesting because if I didn't run the marathon, I would have never experienced that likely, you know, it's it's funny that you say that because as long as you start and you're sort of feeling like, uh, uh, why am I doing this again? Why yeah. am I doing this to myself? It's just like all these things. It's just funny that, you know, in every marathon I have, it's the same thing. It's like, mm. why do I have to put myself through this? Like mm-hmm. I didn't, I like, oh, so I've raised so many, many problems already. Why would I have mm-hmm. one more like this? And, blah. Mm-hmm. and then you get to the finish and then you forget about all that, all that yep. drama yep. stays behind. And then you realize that, you know, uh, you're even stronger for even not only to get to the finish line, but also beating yourself and your, you know, negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. And you didn't let them overcome to, to you. And you mm-hmm. could finally do what you went there to do, just yeah. to get your goal and get that medal and, you know. To finish, yeah. Um, yeah, like there was something deep inside that like, it's hard to describe. It was very like intuition, like a small voice. It was almost instinct, instinctive, like something was telling me just keep moving, like just keep finishing. Even when I had like those moments of doubts or questioning why I even want to finish, there was something that was carrying me along the way that was keeping me moving forward to just finish. And at the end of the day, looking back and being able to say I finished my first marathon, like I can call myself officially a marathoner and a Boston marathon finisher at that. Um, But yeah, so again, life, so many life lessons that, that come along with the sport of running for sure. And even outside of, of racing, just training as well, like having the, mm. the runner's mindset, I think is a different kind of mindset than different than other athletes. And like that's coming from experience, having done like competitive martial arts and football and now running like you have different mindsets um, in each sport and as an athlete. Um, but yeah, so and so, OK, so next up you have New York City. Yes. Are you trying to what's your goal um, what are you, what are you planning on trying to achieve and like, where, 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 where is your head for New York city? Well, I've been uh, adjusting my plan for so many reasons. Okay. <laughs> it all depends. Well, like, what? My, so what? my left knee is the one that is calling the shots right now. Okay. <laughs> so I haven't even gone down. I haven't even had my first run after the, after Boston. I've been mm-hmm. doing a lot of biking. Um, okay. but, uh, yes. Yeah, so we'll see when I go, um, probably I'm going to try this weekend to, to go for my first run after Boston Okay. and, and we'll see from there. I mean, how, how the knee, if it's still healthy or not, or if it's going to be a problem, but I always had this problem, this, this, you no, know, this dream of doing New York and filming it. You know, I don't know mm. if you have seen my, my handle, my profile on, on mm-hmm. Instagram, I pretty much, I like to record my runs, you know, mm-hmm. um, Whenever I'm out in the city or whatever I am, if I either in Portugal or in, in Spain, I like to record myself running and mm-hmm. show the the viewer where the, all the places I've been. Yeah, um, I would love to do that for for New York because the energy is mm-hmm. something out of this world, mm. especially from the crowd. 
um, it's, it's just amazing. It's just a feeling, especially, I, I don't know, it's just something I've been, I, I know it's only four marathons, but from all four, I know Boston is the Holy Grail. New York, New York is something else. Mm -hmm. Just like, it's a huge party and you know you don't feel like you're you're in pain so <laughs> yeah so yes i would love to uh record that so if i'm gonna be doing that probably i'm not gonna be thinking about pace or anything mm. you know you're trying to go for the experience like trying to yeah. go and have fun with it do yeah. you find it do you run with your phone i don't i can't the let the less weight i have on me even when it comes to like gear tops and bottoms shoes the lighter i feel the better also like i run on an empty stomach more often than not so like the lighter i feel the better i don't even i don't even carry my phone though um but so do you you do you have a problem carrying your phone or do you carry your phone or anything else during your runs um no i carry my phone yes so yeah I need my phone okay. all the time. yeah yeah pictures all the time i mean you yeah have you have to, to get the content yeah <laughs> You have uh, no. to document that you were there yeah. and be bad and this. if you if you don't take a photo while running, did you even run? You know, like exactly. this like that. It's like um, <laughs> no, I love that. I I used to do. I still do a lot of traveling. I do a lot of road tripping stuff like that. So I I occasionally will take my phone out for the pictures, for the scenery to share, and I'll just just to share my experience. So I think that that's great that you do as well. Like you love to share your experience and share your runs. Um, with your community, with your family and friends. Yeah, that, that definitely is, is relatable. Um, all right. So go ahead and plug in. What's your handle for the people listening so they can follow if they don't already, or just stay for your running experiences. What's oh, your handle? It's at Catlet, C-A-R-L-E-T-H, keys, K-E-Y-S. Mm, there that we go. That is actually, that was my screen name back when I was uh, a news anchor. So oh, wow. stuck. Okay. yeah, so there we go. <laughs> that's, your, that's your brand that's on brand yeah it okay. became like that and it's funny because uh we were talking about this like a lot of people have been following me lately it's like they have clueless idea of that i, I had a past life mm -hmm. you know i was yeah. somebody completely different from now yep. i was a serious journalist i was you know you will see me every night um delivering the news or being like uh you know reporting on some crime scene or mm -hmm. political event happening in the city like countless uh, presidential elections and interviews with these important people mm -hmm. and actors and celebrities and then all of a sudden you know fast forward a couple of years and I'm here I'm a runner and a mom mm -hmm. and you know loving to share my experience through videos yeah. and <laughs> see that's great no like I love that we were able to share that you know, like this is what this show is really for is to help like have that background and like share that information, share that story. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. So even for me, like a lot of people that know me now, especially here in New York, see me as a runner and yeah. don't understand like my past life as a football player, um, a former like competing yeah. in martial arts, even my past life in the South, like growing up in Texas, like I used to be a different person. I used to be a different athlete. Um, you know, like even professionally, like I did a, some different things back then. So like, it's so weird. Like you do have past lives more than one. Or you have um, another life, yeah. uh, you know, that nobody realizes. Like I have a bunch of runner friends mm -hmm. and, and I don't know why it never occurs to us to just to talk about our personal or professional life. Mm -hmm. And after running so many races together and, you know, bonding all these years and I'm like, what do you do for a living? Oh, my <laughs> teacher. I'm like, oh, you yeah. what? A math yep. teacher. <laughs> like, oh, I repair air conditioners. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. Like I never <laughs> knew that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're yeah. you're really good friends with them. But what all you do is just to run, have fun, and and 
enjoy the ride and that's mm -hmm. it it's just like everybody has this life and nobody knows of yep like that that i man i love that part of this sport though is that it doesn't matter your background your professional background what you do for a living where you come from like if you run you're a runner or like everybody is a runner and that's all these stories that come along with it like you have not alter egos or like past lives but like you have different there are different facets to you like there are different things about you and running just has to being a runner just happens to be one of them you know yeah. um yeah so i love i love that that we were able to, to shed some light more about you um and and your lives and past experiences and yeah that's great um all right so 22 days until new york city right oh yeah about that about days. two three mm -hmm. weeks okay mm -hmm. well you know what good luck again congratulations um Thank with you. finishing the boston marathon Great. So when is your next marathon? I have I mean, no idea. Nope, no idea. I'm not even. You I'll, haven't I'll, set up for one already? No, not I mean, yet. No, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. <laughs> you know if what I, they say, as soon as you finish, you go for the next, you go next to the one, computer yeah. and start looking for the next one. Yeah. No, I'm already figuring out ways to try to get into Boston for next year. Um, that is top of mind again, because I want round two. I want to go again, um, knowing what I know now. Boston yeah. is definitely at That's the why fourth. Boston keeps you coming, because yeah. it keeps speeding you up, and you're mm -hmm. like, ah, next yep. time, next yeah. time. <laughs> I promise you, I promise you, I will find a way to get back into Boston, if not next year, the year after. Like, there's no doubt about it that I'm going to run Boston again, and it's about figuring out a way to do it. Ideally, I want to be able to qualify um, with the time you know, my three hour time or a half marathon time. So um, right now, my mindset is to train for that goal to train yeah. to hit these these times. Um, and I, yeah, I'm the couldn't be more excited about it. Like I, I, again, I said this before, but I love that Boston challenged me the way that it did that it tested yeah. me. Um, I learned a lot. And I'm, I'm taking this, the piece of information and the, the experience, I'm taking it and I'm running with it pretty much yeah. like I'm ready to go. Um, now, I, I, honestly, you asked me about what, what my next marathon is, and I want it to be Boston. So I might even hold off until I run Boston again, because I don't know, like I, I, I don't know, because I'm, I'm on the fence about it, just waiting for Boston again, round two, or trying to run like New York City or Berlin, Chicago, LA, yeah. um, even like Houston back home. Um, a lot of things in mind that I have to try to figure out and navigate kind of a plan and figure it figuring it out. But um, like I said, first of many marathons just not sure exactly which one it is yet well uh i will suggest you to try something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you'll see and you'll see you'll appreciate boston because it's yeah. like it's like the toughest one there is if you can yeah. conquer boston you can conquer anything everything else is going to be a walk in the park mm. berlin chicago is going to be you know Yes, that, that definitely is of the mindset too, is like, I love that Boston was as challenging as it was and that it was my first marathon and first, my intro to marathoning pretty much was Boston. So hopefully everything, anything else, any other course, any other city, any other marathon is not going to be as hard as Boston. And that's something that I kind of, that was just like an X factor. That's like a cool thing that hopefully my next marathon, I do a little bit better and hopefully can get closer to my, to my, my pace and my goal time. Um, but yeah, looking forward to the stories, looking forward to the content in New York city. Um, take a lot of videos, take a lot of pictures. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I haven't decided that one yet, but, uh, no, we'll see, hey. we'll see how my legs are responding. Okay. Yeah. Well, good luck with recovery as well. You said Thank you're you. about to go for your first run tomorrow, right? Maybe After tomorrow, Boston. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, yeah, hopefully your legs are 
recovered and hopefully yeah. yeah you feel good um but yeah thank you for taking the time i appreciate it this was a great great episode i'm excited to share it um yeah uh that that wraps it up i'll give you some time on, on this friday enjoy the rest of your friday thank um, you too yeah thank you uh stay tuned more to come as always stay for the stories <laughs>